This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. This is my house. This is my house. I'm taking over, okay? Stephen A. and the crew. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Touchdown! It's a Sammy Watkins Palooza touchdown! Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Touchdown Bullpups! No flags on the play! It is 99 yards right up the seam! The big play threat from a season ago does it again! Everything happening in the sports world. Personal file. 69. Offense. Who's giving them the business? And even some things not happening in the sports world. I tell you, I thought this morning I wasn't going to make it to this <laughs> afternoon. I, I haven't had many mornings like that in a long time. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Did your hat blow away out in the wind today? I, I thought I saw you with a hat earlier. I, I didn't, but it, I, I figured it was gone. It is cold outside. I mean, it, it is, is windy. It is windy. At some point, the wind has got to die down. It has just been blowing like this for days. I'm glad you weren't trying to play some golf today. I'm oh. glad that wasn't on your agenda. Well, if there had been no wind, it might have been. It would, it would be a little tough. Definitely. Steve, busy weekend. Did oh. you enjoy your weekend? Yeah, a great weekend. It felt like you had a good weekend. We had a fun win on Friday night. McPherson improving to 7-0, the high school football team. The college football team won its fourth consecutive game. Another fourth quarter comeback. Fun one there. Taylor Bruce, Sienna Allen, state doubles tennis champions, the eighth ones in girls program history. Busy, busy weekend. No Chiefs on Sunday, but still a busy weekend. Yeah, and some good games on Sunday. I thought Saints-Bears had a chance to be good. It didn't end up being good. I thought Eagles-Cowboys had a chance to be good. It wasn't good. Uh, actually, the best game I watched all weekend was or on uh, Sunday was Arizona-New York. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty fun game. Kyler Murray, uh, Danny Dimes quarterbacking for uh, the Giants. What about the Chargers and the Titans? Well, I didn't get to see that game. I just saw the highlights, and the Chargers are just screaming foul. They felt like they got ripped off. They said they scored twice and got denied twice. Uh, you know, apparently the instant replay or whatever. Um, but it but it did look like you know they had a great chance to win another loss for the Chargers. And really, this this was a banner week for the Chiefs because they're the only team in the division to win. Oakland lost. Chargers lost. Of course, the Chiefs beat the Broncos. Steve, the best game of the weekend though. Came late on Saturday night. Oh, yeah. Your Kansas Jayhawks almost got it done. They almost beat Texas. And we sat there and watched They the, almost won. We watched the end of the game, and I tried to tell you guys, when KU took the lead at 48-47, I've watched the Jayhawks for six, 50 years. They somehow always find a way to break my heart, and uh, they let Texas go right down the field, get in position, kick the game-winning field goal. But at least, you know, as a Jayhawk fan, that they're competitive. I, I just want to see them competitive. I know there's not going to be many wins, but I just want to see them competitive. The game like they played against TCU where they were embarrassed, those are the kind of games that 
they just can't have anymore. How many times in the David Beatty era do you think that they scored 24 points in the fourth quarter? Not very many. Maybe ever? Do you think that ever happened? Turner Gill? Charlie Weiss? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they did. The year they beat Rutgers, I don't know how many they scored in the fourth quarter. But that's, I think, where you can see the differences in this KU team. And K-State had a nice win this weekend, too. But even in KU's loss, I saw more strides. And I think that's the big takeaway for Les Miles' team is that it didn't take long to get everything figured out. These are David Beatty's guys. Yeah. And all it took was the right spark to get them going. And new offensive coordinator, uh, the, yeah, just puts up 48 points in game number one. Yeah, 560 yards or something like that. Puka had a big game. I mean, you know, he looked like the Puka of last year. You know, he gained 190 yards. I think he had a couple pass receptions. I think he was over 200 yards of total offense. And uh, Carter Stanley, I don't know where that Carter Stanley came from, but he looked like a really, you know, good college football quarterback, threw for over 300 yards, four touchdowns. They just shredded Texas. We didn't see that much of the game, but what we saw, they just moved the ball at will against the Longhorns, who were, what, number seven in the nation or something like They're that? They're number 15 right now. 15, okay. Did you get to watch much of K-State? I did. On Saturday afternoon? I did. It and was at a good time for us before the Mac College game. Right, and K-State, you know, that, that was kind of an odd game. Uh, it seemed like the game was played between the 20s without a lot of scoring. Uh, take away Skylar Thompson's 60-yard run. And they really didn't move the ball on the ground. They, it was more just what Skylar Thompson did with his legs. and But that was a big win. K-State doesn't win that one because you look at, you know, they have OU this week. They're not going to beat OU. They still have, I think, Texas to play, uh, Baylor to play. So, you know, they they had to start getting some wins. I mean, you know, they're going to beat KU. We pretty much know that. But you got to look and see where their wins are going to come from. They're up to four. They only need to win two more games now. To be, I believe, to be bowl eligible. Yeah, you're right. They're four and two, but one and two in Big Twelve play. Yeah, you mentioned they've got OU coming up this week. The always tough trip to Lawrence. Always a tough environment to go play on the road at Texas, West Virginia at home, at Texas Tech, and then Iowa State at home. I will say I was more encouraged with what I saw from KU this weekend. Not that I'm taking anything away from a K State win, but I just didn't see this offense that we saw with Coach Kleiman in the first few games where they were able to win, be able to move the football. I just haven't seen it since they've started Big 12 play. And Skylar Thompson looked like the best quarterback in the Big 12 through the first three games of the season. And now he looks much more average. Yeah. But I think you can still see some differences for this team and what it was a year ago, what it was two years ago. And I have said it several times, that I'm not expecting a ton out of K-State this year. But they have shown me that they can be good in the next couple of years. Well, I I said 7-5 and five at the start of the year. I think that's where they're going to finish. I think in the Big 12, you know, they're going to be in the middle of the pack. Uh, I don't think they're going to – I don't think they're going to get the third. I thought they had a shot at the start – you know, before Big 12 play, I thought maybe they had a shot at third. I don't think they're going to get there. Um, the – They've got to get that running game going. You know, that first three games of the season, it looked like they were as good a running team as anybody in the country. Right. I mean, they were just, you know, and, you know, they beat a good Mississippi State team on the road. It was very encouraged. But the running game has kind of dried up. It's Skylar Thompson's been their best runner the last three games. Which is not a great sign. No, you don't want your quarterback to be your leading rusher. Steve, did you have any other big takeaways from college football this weekend? Um, 
Alabama lost Tua. I don't know how long he's out. Uh, he didn't play in the second half of, of their game, but uh, Alabama kept rolling anyway. Uh, Clemson still doesn't look like the Clemson of last year. They just haven't looked that impressive. Uh, right now, I mean, Ohio State, that's a team. They're I think, scary. I think Ohio State and OU are two teams you better keep an eye on because, to me, it looks like there's five teams for four spots in the college. Alabama, Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, and see, Oklahoma. I, and, see, I haven't even given LSU that much of a thought because I know I, I know they're undefeated. They move the football, man. They're the yeah. number one offense in the country. I, I know they're undefeated, but uh, um, I, I, I need to see more from LSU to consider them in the top four because I still think it's Alabama, Clemson, OU, and Ohio State. Well, they have two top ten wins. Beat Texas on the road. They beat Florida. Well, Florida's a fraud. <laughs> Steve, did you – by chance, get to watch much of the OU game. I did. Did you see the Sooner Schooner accident? Now, I got up to uh, go to the refrigerator when that happened, and then I don't know. I did something else, and I, when I came back, they were talking about it. So there's just horses down on the field and wagons and people being thrown from wagons. Down goes wagon. Down goes wagon. Yeah, the, the Sooner Schooner. My mother, who is in the building today, she grew up as a big Oklahoma Sooner fan. I went, she went, was an Arkansas fan. Well, she went to school there and lived in Arkansas, but was a big Oklahoma Sooner fan and went to a lot of games. I don't know if she ever saw the Sooner Schooner flip like that. It was scary. Left a big line in the field. Oh, yeah. It was a, a nightmare in Norman. Yeah, I wonder what my man Kenny Mossman, the SID at OU, had to say. I'm they sure. should have got some lawn mowing tips and gone out there and fixed the field. <laughs> there was just a big hole in the field. Nobody cared. I mean, Are you okay with live mascots running onto the field? I don't like that. What, what happens if Boomer and Sooner, are those the two horses' names, I would I, I would, would assume? assume yeah. Probably Boomer and I'm Sooner. I'm sure Grandpa Danny could tell us. So when they run out there, what happens if, ooh, they've been getting a little antsy and they turn around and you know drop something yeah. on the field? Give them some oats. Right at about the 20-yard line. They drop a little something. Yeah, I know. And then who goes out and picks it up? I, I don't know. I, they, I like live mascots. I like the idea of it. Do you remember last year there was Bevo, the Texas mascot, the big Longhorn? And see that he like ran at Bevo, somebody Bevo last year. Bevo scares me because if Bevo gets that, of course he's old. I mean, if if he gets out of control though, who's going to control Bevo? Well, if it's the little Georgia Bulldog, I'm not quite as okay. concerned. K State doesn't have a live mascot. Arkansas is a big hog, big Razorback. Well, KU's got the Jayhawk and Baby J. Well, live mascot. I mean, let's. Oh, you they're, mean they're not alive. Okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Those mascots in the costume. One more thing before we go. I want to talk about the World Series, Steve. But one more thing. Did you see what my Arkansas Razorbacks did? They got bludgeoned. Did you see their fake punt? Yes, I did. I've told you before that when bad things happen to Arkansas, I hear it. And I had like 10 people message me on Saturday and say, oh boy, it was bad. Well, Do you said, remember the fake punt that the Indianapolis Colts ran a couple years ago? Oh, it was atrocious. Where they just, it just didn't work. Yeah. And Arkansas was, ran very similar. You know, they say bad painful. things come in threes for the Razorbacks. It's like bad things come in like sixes. Yeah, or twelves. Just <laughs> a lot. All right, Steve, let's take our first break. When we come back, your New York Yankees couldn't get it done. It was a bad year of playoff predictions for Steve Sell with Major League Baseball. Let's talk about the Astros and the Yankees and potentially the well now the Astros and the Nationals in the World Series starting this week. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. 
You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, I know you stayed up late to watch Game 6 of the ALCS on Saturday night. Little Jose Altuve breaking your Yankees' hearts. They're not my Yankees. Well, you picked them all year long. You said you weren't getting off the bandwagon. But, you know, I'm still a Cardinal man. Well, they didn't do real well in in the championship series round either. Are you surprised that it's the Astros that are the ones that came through? We talked about it last week. You said, well, you sound like you're actually picking the Astros. Well, deep down, I kind of thought the Astros were the better team, but I don't jump off bandwagon. So, when I, when, you know, it's like the Titanic, I went down with the ship. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if you would just sit in that room and wait for the glass to come in at you as the captain. I watched this Astros team, and they really feel like a team. They feel more yeah. like the Royals from 2015, where the Yankees, you don't get the feeling that these guys just love being around each other. Those Royals with Lorenzo Cain and Salvador Perez and Hosmer and Moustakis, you got the feeling that all those guys really loved each other and just wanted to go play some more baseball together. And that's the way I feel about this Astros team. And you look at their core group of guys, the Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve. You've got George Springer, big Alex Bregman fan. Yeah. Then you have the great pitchers that they have. Yeah. It just feels like that team is due. They're destined to win it again, just like they did two years ago. Yeah, and uh, like you say, they're the most... Comp- it, it, their bullpen has really improved, but in, in a World Series, it comes down to pitching, and both teams have great pitching. I don't think you're going to see a lot of runs in this uh, – now, maybe the game's in Houston because, you know, Minute Maid is such a bandbox. But I think, you know, once you get to Washington, it's going to be cold on the East Coast. They don't play in a dome. Uh, I think you'll see a lot of 3-2, 2-1 type of games, the games that are played in Washington. So – um don't just hand the series yet, though, to Houston. But they are the favorite going in. In fact, I think I saw right before I came back, they're the biggest favorite in 12 years Whoa. to win the World Series. Whoa. Yeah. So, um, of course, Washington, you know, they've come all the way through from the play-in game. You know, the, the Cardinals or the Royals, you know, made it to the World Series one year coming through the play-in game. So, it can be done. Um, and – I always say about the World Series, it's not the best team that often wins; it's the hottest team coming in. And you gotta like, you gotta say the Nationals are the hottest team right now. I don't know. It's hard to say the Astros aren't on a roll right now either, as they were really, really good in that championship series. Steve, I've got the audio from Robert Ford on Astros Radio of Jose Altuve's walk-off home run from Saturday night. That's driven deep to left center field. Garner is going back. Four games to two. 
Did you notice Aroldis Chapman's reaction? Yeah, he went, how on, the, how on earth did that guy hit that out of the park? Aroldis, I think Aroldis was saying, why did my catcher keep calling for 84-mile-an-hour sliders when I can throw 101, 102 miles an hour? He couldn't control his fastball, so he went back to his slider. And as soon as Altuve hit that ball, you knew it was gone. It, it was up in his eyes. And he Which just, is not that high. Yeah. So Steve, yeah. you are much bigger than Jose Altuve. Oh, I'd post him up anytime. Yeah, you could take him but, down. But anyway, that ball was gone the moment. I mean, that was a high fast, a high slider that just hung, and he hit it off the, you know, that cool ballpark that they got in Houston. You, you just know. called it a bandbox a minute ago. It is, but it, but it's got some quirks to it. It's got some cool looking stuff in it. Steve, now that we can see what this Astros team is doing, it takes me back to four years ago when the Royals were down two games to one against Houston. Then they were down by four runs in the eighth inning against the Astros in game four. If they lost, they were going to be done and somehow survived and won game five at home against the Astros. And now... I think we should all have a little better appreciation for how remarkable that comeback was for the Royals in that series. Because when you look up and down the Astros lineup, it is very similar to what it was at that point. And it took some breaks. It took a Carlos Carrera bad error in that eighth inning to spark the comeback. But I think we should really appreciate what the Royals did in that series against this team that has won a World Series since then, since then and is now playing in another World Series. Well, Houston right now, they're in a five-year run. Remember, this is the team that basically purposely tanked to be really bad, so they got a bunch of high draft picks. Man, think, they were bad during that stretch of yeah, 2012. where they were losing about 110, 115 games, and they had a plan. You know, they told their fans to be patient, and then Sports Illustrated comes out with that cover. I think it was in 2014 or so, it says, Houston will win the World Series in 2017, and sure enough, they won the World Series in 2017. I think they won it in six. Well, I guess it was 17. Was it 17? Yeah, I mean, you're behind because the Cubs were 16. Yeah, the Cubs were 16. But but anyway, they tanked on purpose. They got all those high draft picks. And the thing is, there's one thing to get high draft picks. You got to hit on high draft picks, and they have just been Alex Bregman, Correa, you know Springer. They, you know they have really hit. On their draft picks. You know who hasn't hit on a lot of their draft picks? The Royals. The Royals. They really didn't even hit on that many draft picks during their great run. Hosmer and Moustakas were the only two. And Alex Gordon in a way. Yeah. But Alex Gordon wasn't some flashy player. No, he's just been a solid player. But when you get a number one or a number two, you expect them to be a Mike Trout or a Zach Greinke, you know, they, they got a lot of Luke Hochavers. Yeah. They <laughs> Christian Cologne. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, Christian Cologne, they only, the only reason they picked him because he was cheap. And they, they were going on the cheap at the time. Well, he was like the number four overall pick that I year. I know, but the Royals paid bottom price for him. It's David Glass way. Yeah. They could have had 10 Lincecum that year. Well, they could have had a lot of people yeah. that year. That was a draft that they really look back on and, and think it's rough. So, the Astros and the Nationals, here are your pitching matchups starting tomorrow. Garrett Cole against Max Scherzer. Woo! What a matchup. Our Wednesday, Justin Verlander against Steven Strasburg. Friday, Patrick Corbin against Zach Greinke. And then TBD after that. Well, it's going to probably, I, it just depends where the series is at. 
But Washington may throw Anibal Sanchez because he throws those like 58-mile-an-hour curveballs and just befuddles. After all the heat that Grinky and, and, and Cole and Verlander are going to throw, uh, I'm sorry, Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin will throw the heat, and then Sanchez comes in with all his off-speed stuff. But Verlander has not been good his last like three games for Houston, so that's got to be a concern for them. Steve, let's take our final break. When we come back, I want to take a look ahead at everything that we've got coming up this week. We're starting to get into postseason mode for a lot of our sports and a lot of our activities, and we need to take a look at what's coming up in a very busy, busy week. We'll take one more break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, busy week coming up. Busy. Number one, we are getting into postseason action at the end of this week for high school volleyball. We will know high school soccer postseason standings by Saturday. But the other one that we are really keeping our eye on and trying to dissect the football playoffs beginning next week. So every team still has one more game remaining, of course, but... We're trying to figure out what's going to happen for McPherson if they win and are the number one seed and how their bracket will land. And, Steve, the thing that makes things very difficult to know at this point is that there are about nine teams that have a chance to impact what's going to happen. And we've said it a couple times that last year we really knew where a lot of these matchups were going to be. Any matchup we didn't know, it was sort of insignificant. But this year... There are so many teams that have a chance to be 3-5, and five, and that is where we assume the 8-9 and nine will be, what their records right. will be, is 8-9. and nine. There are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 teams that are either 3-4 and four or 2-5. And five. and that's half the field. It's more than half the field. 9 out of 18? 9 out of 16. 16, that's right. Because football just has 16. That's right. So, the way I've broken it down is very likely... The eight or nine will be one of these three teams. Rose or Goddard, as well as Independence or Coffeyville. And then potentially Rose Hill. It's one of those four teams. Okay. Two of those four teams that will be in the eight or nine. So there are a lot of different formulas and point differential comes into play. And a lot of these teams are playing each other, so there are some that will be eliminated. But we're trying to figure it out. I guess the one that we do know is... McPherson will likely be the number one seed unless they lose by 13 and then Andover Central wins by 13. But then we know that likely the number 16 seed will be Abilene, who is 0-7. And I think Abilene could even win, and they're not still going to move out of the last spot because they're in their point differential so bad that even if they win by 13, they would still be last. My math tells me yes. Yeah, so Abilene's the 16. And let's face it, McPherson's not going to lose this. To circle, I don't care what anybody says. It's not. It's just not going to happen because my mighty Indy Bulldogs beat Circle forty to six last week, and we know they're not very good. 
So we know that postseason standings. We're trying to figure that all out, and maybe we'll get a little bit of help and we can get a mathematician to figure out all the numbers and the probabilities and the projections. But, Steve, we do know Bullpup Volleyball, we know their setup for Coach Doyle's squad for this Saturday. They will be going down to Andover, and they will be taking on first Goddard Eisenhower and then a chance to play Andover in the finals, a group that we know whenever they're at their best, they can beat anybody. Yeah. This uh, volleyball team's been kind of uh, up and down all year, but we know when they're on, they're really good. Uh, you know, they've beaten some good teams this year. Um, they're 26-10. and 10. They have a triangular tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be interesting because they have Andale in that triangular. If, and if they could beat Andale, that would be a monster momentum boost because Andale is number one, I believe, in – 3A, correct? 4A. 4A. But they lost yesterday or on Saturday. Yeah, they're 3A for football, 4A for everything else. It's all very confusing. It is very confusing. I'm glad that people have us to try and make it less confusing. And I just confused everybody. Yeah, way to go, Steve. Yeah. And then the rest of the week, we won't have another McPherson College football broadcast, but this weekend for the first time, Steve, you know what I thought about? What's that? Basketball. Well. I began to put together some notes as we are over halfway through October. When November gets here, it's basketball time. Oh, I know. I and know. it's it's scaring well, me. Well, the Swedes a already bit. open. The Swede men, they want a buzzer beater on Saturday. That's right. And tomorrow, when we record our McPherson College Coaches Show, it will be a full basketball preview. We've got all sorts of things to do with that. Yeah, we'll miss Coach Fiscus though. No, that's true. Man, after he was their gonna, big he win, had a lot to say. Because that was, I tell you what, if you haven't seen a Mac College football game. They are one exciting football team to watch. They really well, are. You've only got one more opportunity. At home. They'll only be at home one more yeah, time. three of the last four are on the road for the Bulldogs. Steve, we are doing an interview later today that we're going to run on Wednesday with an author who is writing a book, or has already written a book, about the 1936 men's U.S. Olympic basketball team, okay. which, of course, the Globe Refiners six, were six a part of, of that here. Yeah, six of them were Globe Refiners. So we'll be able to run that on Wednesday, but that's something else that's coming up this week. Anything else you can think of? Mm, we'll have a Chiefs preview at some point this week. Patrick Mahomes, your your best friend? <laughs> Matt Moore. That's scary. He's your new friend. Yeah, he, that's a scary thought, Matt Moore running the Chiefs offense. And did you see what the Packers did? To the Raiders yesterday, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers against that Chiefs secondary. Ooh, that's scary. Steve Wednesday is my mother's birthday. I, I and she's be- in the house. I can't believe you haven't had her on the air yet. She's told me I'm I'm not allowed to let her talk. Okay. She did come on on her birthday last year though. Yeah, I remember that. We had her on the phone. That's why. How old do you turn this year? Forty one. Thirty nine. That's what I thought. Thirty nine. Thirty nine. Okay. She'll, Holding. She'll, Holding. she'll be thirty nine, and I'll be. 24 or 25 so there you go it all works out yeah but great to have you here today mother thank you that was that was good enough that's good enough that was good enough sure all right steve we'll wrap up today's show for steve sell i'm jim joiner thanks for listening to according to jim we'll talk to you tomorrow according to jim with jim joiner and steve sell was brought to you by great plains federal credit union the Fieldhouse grill and taps Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.